You're listening to Magpie Radio, a download from collingwoodfc.com.au. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club, proudly brought to you by Easy Bond's Global Payments. And now it's over to your hosts, cyber fans Cono, Driver and Sugarfoot, for this week's show from the Lexus Centre. Hi fans, welcome back to another episode of Pie Night, brought to you by Easy Bond's Global Payments. On tonight's show, we've got Coca-Cola Sweet 16, Real Taste Zero Sugar, where we're going to talk about the best forward pocket of the last few years. We've also got On This Round for Round 11 in years gone by, and also a preview of Monday's game, the big Queen's Birthday Clash for, as Driver was saying, Victorian bragging rights against the Melbourne Football Club, the Ds. But first, guys, I've got to talk about Saturday night, Collingwood-Brisbane. I just want to talk about the fact that that we had every reason to lose. Of course, we had no Tarrant. We had five changes. We had umpires just destroying <sighs> us. And we had the Lions in unbelievable form. In summary, we had every excuse in the world to lose that game. Driver, Sugarfoot, welcome. The point is we won. We sure won. We had those injuries during the game. We had no effective bench. And at the end of the day, Cono and Sugarfoot and Magpie fans out there... Mm-hmm. When I arrived at the MCG on Saturday night, I saw those statues of people around the ground that they've built. Lee Matthews, Ron Barassi, all these non-Collingwood people. Barassi, God, I hate that man. And (laughs) the statue that is missing and the statue that should be bigger than any of the others when it is built is the statue of Nathan Buckley. Because he proved again on Saturday night that he is an absolute superstar of the highest order. Wake up, football world. We've known Wake it up since 1994. This man is an absolute legend of the game. And he proved that again. He carried our side to victory. Sugar, it was wonderful to be there, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic, driver. You know, going along, we're a bit nervous. Brisbane were flying. You're right. Brown played solid footy. And I thought it really annoyed me. Listening to some of the scribes, or listening to some of the people on the radio and reading some of the scribes talking about Jonathan Brown's courage. Jonathan Brown this, with his challenge on Nick, Nick Maxwell. Nick Maxwell was there first getting the ball. It's a lot easier to come in second and try and hit someone just because Brown came off second best. And what was impressive was that Nick Maxwell saw him, put his head down, put his head over the ball, and won that particular contest, and Brown came off second best. He did. I mean, look, Brown came back and played some good footy, but uh, I think clearly... Brisbane, I was sitting with a uh, Kiwi guy going to his first AFL game. Took him along. He even made the comment to us, why are Brisbane getting decisions that Collingwood aren't? Well, that was their game plan at the end of the day, was to harass us. They've thought that they could intimidate us, and they've done it in a few games over the years, as we know, most um, importantly and unfortunately for us, the 2003 Grand Final. No, we don't want to be reminded. They didn't do it. They tried. They gave it their best shot. They gave it their best yelp. It wasn't good enough for this Collingwood unit, the 2006 Collingwood unit. We stood up when it needed to be counted. We were better driver, than that. Driver, the exact point, I think, was the 18 or 19 minute mark of the third quarter. The Lions had just kicked six goals in a row. Collingwood hadn't kicked a goal for something like 30 minutes. 38 minutes 38 or something minutes, like that. And I really felt that that was a point that really a lot of our season rested on. It wasn't just a moment in a game where you say, well, this game's going to be won or lost. I think it was a moment where we 
erased a lot of demons of the past, and we realise that we're a different team, that we're not this sort of like, oh, well, lacking in depth or not that skillful or not that resourceful or not that quick or not that hard at the ball. We were just so impressive to dig so deep, dig deeper than those Beaconsfield miners and come back up and say, Let's let's win this game, and we kick the next five goals in a in a burst of of. It was scintillating oh, footy, wasn't it? It was Bucks unbelievable. Forward, dids turning round. I guess my votes, guys, for the game. Clearly, Nathan best on ground. Blind Freddie could have seen could have seen that. I thought Alan died. I couldn't believe in the papers. No one gave him in best. I thought Alan. Oh, was he was. Sick. Oh, he was. He was there. He was there. He had I nine like, inside fifty sugar and, foot, and, the and they were all straight on the Bucks chest. A couple of beautiful handballs. Dids for two. And I thought um, one vote to the three umpires on behalf of Brisbane. I thought they did a fantastic job. Well, Robert? guys, for me, Nathan Buckley, of course, best on ground by a mile. Second best on ground, Scott Burns. The tougher it gets, the better he likes it. And it was proved again on Saturday it's, night. It's what night. a wonderful game. Do you know what He was here on Thursday night, last Thursday night, and he performed well on Saturday night. One vote to Dids, but a very big mention, a very big special mention and congratulations to the Magpie Army. How loud were we on it Saturday night? The crowd was there, everybody lifted, and it became a wonderful performance for everybody. Connor? Connor, your vote? Boys, we are absolutely blessed, and we've talked about him for years and years, but we are absolutely blessed to be able to watch, week in, week out, Nathan Buckley at his best. He is an inspiration. His consistency and his excellence is just inspiring. Build and that statue now. Build that statue. And he is he is truly one of the great sportsmen of the last hundred years in world sport, because I tell you what, I can only think of Michael Schumacher as being an equivalent in terms of excellence, and even he's had some some rough patches, so let's not go there. Bucks was brilliant. I thought Dids again, his delivery into the Ford 50 on chests, precise, accurate, and you know what? It just destroyed Mal Michael and uh, Jason Rowe. They had no opportunities, and I think... Coming in for one vote was someone who, I don't know whether we've given any votes to this year, but I think had his best game of the year, Tarkin Lockyer. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a great, great game, game on Luke Power. Mm. He cut him out of the game. Luke Powers likes to think he's a bit of a hard nut. Tarkin Lockyer played a hard game. He played angry. But he it played It wasn't strong. just negative game. He All those takeaways in the third quarter, brilliant. He was. Absolutely. It was, it was the best game I think I may have ever seen him play. I don't know about you. Driver guys. Junior said to me this afternoon it was the best game he's seen Tarkin Lockyer play. And... Um, and he's watched Tarkin. the game recently three times already. He's thinking so he along the same lines as Conno Driver. You better watch out. <laughs> I'm thinking the same way as an eight-year-old. That's uh, it's <laughs> always uh, it's always good. Anyway, boys, Clinton Bound. We're joined by the producer of uh, of Collingwood TV here, who's uh, who's just told us that uh, the Collingwood website's rocketed up. Uh, thanks to you, the Magpie Army, for supporting uh, CTV and CollingwoodFC.com.au. Your votes, Clinton. Uh, my votes are not dissimilar to yourself there, Cono. I think Bucks was just absolutely fantastic. The statue, the sooner, the better. Fantastic. I'd like to see it up there as Let's well. Let's lead a campaign on the website. Uh, absolutely, we'll do that. There's another one up there at the moment about uh, Bucks being the uh, the greatest alpha male. And uh, that's uh, thanks to you, Cono, because your continuous uh, suggestions that he is the uh, the alpha male. He which is. He's the man. Has the man. Calls him. Indeed. Well, his lineage will continue. He's uh, beaten off both uh, Robbie Williams and uh, and uh, Chuck Norris amongst so the speaking uh, of uh, Speaking of uh, lineage, uh, any word about maybe Bucks and Tanya? Uh, uh, father-son. 
And for my second vote for the, uh, <laughs> no, two votes, uh, again, Alan Dynak, it's hard to stray from, uh, his contribution, especially, uh, penetrating into that Ford 50. He's just, his assists have been absolutely fantastic, but particularly so on that night. And I'm just going to give a vote because he didn't, just because it was his first game and because I love the boy and I think he's got a long way to go. I think that a lot of other people probably before him like your tarks, but Scotty Pendlebury mm. for his first kick in, um, AFL football, I mean, I know that I'd be uh, pooing my pants, mm, and he drilled mm. it, and I liked the boy. He looked yeah. like he belonged, yeah, didn't he? Didn't he Very he was out there. He was strutting his stuff. He wasn't hiding behind a bushel, was he, Sugar? Well, when no. he took on those players yeah. in the He took on Acker, waltzed around Acker in the middle, and then he took on Jonathan Brown. <sighs> I reckon and if it wasn't a, a wet day, if the ground wasn't uh, wet from all the dew, he probably would have got around McGrath as well. Mm. If I didn't hate Acker before... Uh, Saturday night's game, I tell you what, or oh, I left there with a very bitter taste in my mouth. The man just gets under my skin. Now, Clinton, you had a word to Scott Pendlebury during the week. What did he have to say about his uh, wonderful first kick in AFL footy? Well, let's go to the interview. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, to see, especially the delivery from Bucks was, was fantastic. Amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it just hit me right where I wanted it. So and then just went back and tried to get all the thoughts out of my mind and just make sure it went through, and it did. So it was good. But it wasn't all fun and games beating the Lions. Uh, obviously, there was a very serious injury sustained by Blake Carousella. Shocking. We hope he's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, Clinton, you've obviously uh, been here at the club all week and you've seen a bit more of or heard a bit more of what's going on. Yeah, so, well, Blake, uh, Blake just got our hospital tonight, which is uh, great news. Oh, and um, he will be in a neck brace for six weeks. And after that stage, we'll be reassessing where it's at. There's been no talk of the future at this stage. The uh, doctors have just basically talked him, said to him, we just got to get you back right, and you're lucky to be. Uh, he's very lucky to be walking, mm. um, which is a great thing. We, we ran a, um, a uh, an opportunity for Magpie supporters to send in their uh, their thoughts to Blake, and we've had about 350 responses so far, which I'll be binding into a book and passing on to him and his. And wh- where do wife. they uh, send these? Uh, I guess um, best wishes on to. Uh, we we set up an email address at mailbag at collingwoodfc.com.au, which we use for other things as well. But just put Blake in the subject line there, and uh, we'll put them all together for Blake so that. Um, he can read through them in his time of recovery because there is a fair bit of it ahead of him. And from all of us here at um, Pie Night, obviously, we pass on our best regards Mm -hmm. to Blake and his family for the future. And uh, the most important thing is for him to recover and we'll worry about the rest of the stuff after that. Mm. So best of of luck, Blake, and to his wife. And I think they're expecting a child in the next few weeks, three weeks. So uh, good luck to them. Collingwoodfc.com.au is proudly supported by Easy Bonds Global Payments. Secure online payments. EasyBonds online payments. Check out EasyBonds website at ezybonds.com or see the Collingwood website to see how you can transfer money the best way online. It's been 16 years since we've won a flag and Pies fans, this year we're going to win another. We sure will. Definitely. Coca-Cola Sweet 16. Coca-Cola Zero. Real taste. Zero sugar. Thank you, driver. Last week, we asked the Magpie Army, you, the Magpie Army, who our best forward pocket, or pockets, plural, were over the last 16 years. And, uh, driver, we have had a very, very interesting result. Overwhelming response again. Thank you, Pie fans. One forward pocket was a clear-cut victory. Who might that Sugar, have been? Who do you Ooh. think that might have been? I don't know. Maybe someone who was likened to number four on the weekend in the Saturday yes, night. Brad Rowe? Brad Rowe. No, it wasn't. There were some nominations. Stephen Patterson, Brad Rowe, even Tony Francis, who's already been selected in the team. Um, but Peter Dacos, 
Got one of those Dakes. forward pockets. Oh, Overwhelmingly, Dakes. every single person who rode in had Dakes as one so of the forward should. pockets. Now, as far as the other forward pocket is concerned, we've got a little bit of a problem. There has been a tie. Equal amount of votes for Alan Didak and Gavin Brown. Mm. So what we're going to do, Magpie fans out there... Gavin Brown, sorry, driver, just to interrupt. Gavin Brown's probably received more votes or come second or equal second in more positions on that ground than uh, anyone else in the Sweet 16 So far, that's right. Um, But there's plenty of positions still to go. Pie fans... We are going to have a playoff for the other forward pocket position. So this week, what we'd like you to do is send your emails into pinight at collingwoodfc.com.au with Sweet 16 in the subject line and just choose between Alan Didak and Gavin Brown for the forward pocket position. Forward pocket position and only. It's only Didak and Brown. They're the two that are in it for the past 16 years. Um, and if you could do that, you'll go into the running to win a slab of Coca-Cola Zero. Yeah, and now... Not wanting to uh, put any pressure on anyone, but uh, Gavin Brown could be chosen somewhere else. He could perhaps. be chosen Couldn't in all sorts in of positions. Position. And so could Alan Didak, probably. Well, did... um, but the winner of the Coca-Cola Zero Real Taste Zero, Zero Sugar Slab for this week, drumroll, Amber, is Jason Theophilus, who got his entry to us last Thursday at 10.17, only a few moments after the show was put up there. So um, he'll get that just for the well effort done, of doing Jason. it. Good stuff, well done, guys. Jason. And uh, if anyone enters, obviously, next week, they go into the running for their chance to win. Of course, everyone who emails zero. us will go into the running to win. On this round in Collingwood history, round 11... On this round in 1986 at Victoria Park, Brian Taylor started like a steam train, kicking six goals out of the Magpies' ten in the first quarter. BT finished with nine for the day as the Magpies defeated Fitzroy by 44 points. On this round in 1988, the Magpies managed to quell a rampant Gary Ablett at Cardinia Park. Choker Stadium, maybe. David Cloak, Darren Mullane and Tony Shaw dominated in the glue pot that was a centre square. Graham Wright, start up forward with four goals, including three big ones in the third term. Taylor and Stasevic chipped in with three each, and the Pies emerged victorious from the mud by 39 points. Round 11-93 was the first and only time the Bucks played against Collingwood in an AFL match. He managed, he's unusually quiet, with only 11 possessions, same as his number he at played Brisbane, on I bagger. believe. He played on bagger. As the Pies beat the Bears by 41 points at the Gabba. Yes, the bad news Bears. And then in 1995, the Magpies thrashed St Kilda by 74 points at the MCG. Magpie cult hero and a nominee in the forward pocket in the Sweet 16, Stephen Patterson, Pat-o. bagged four goals that day. Yeah, someone pointed him towards big sticks. <laughs> no handballs there. Round 11 in 2001, 2002, 2003 saw a hat-trick of big Queen's birthday victories against the hapless Tees. 2001, Taz took mark of the year, only to be robbed by Moorcroft later on, while Pebbles was best on ground with a four-goal bag. Next season, Taz turned goal kicker and snagged seven against the hapless Dees' defence for his biggest career haul to date. In 2003, Burnsy kicked four, or was it Pato, and Beck got best on ground <laughs> honours as we crushed the Snow Bunnies by 77 points in 01, 51 in 02, and a lazy 56 in 03. It's time to repeat the dose this sure week. Sure is. Let's do it again. And that was round 11. Pies fans, MCG, Queen's birthday, the traditional clash. 
Collingwood, Melbourne. 95,000 people there. 94,000 of them Collingwood supporters because there's snow falling in the Alps. <laughs> and the Melbourne fans, they'll be off to Buller and Hotham this weekend. It heralds they'll the, leave it for us. It heralds we'll the uh, traditional uh, uh, decline in Melbourne's uh, attendances. But Sugarfoot, their team will still be there. And they're looking pretty good at the moment. Yes, Connor, I think the number nine, number five are playing quite well. <laughs> Which one's the football five? team? Number 32. Uh, <laughs> but look, seriously, Melbourne looking really good. You must have sat in that smoker stand a few times, Sugar. Uh, look, picked up that accent and uh, all the right moves that they have. No, no, no. Driver, I, uh, as you know, I live down Bayside and occasionally used to follow Sandringham in the VFL until Melbourne became affiliated with them, so still get down there occasionally to listen to their plummy voices. But uh, look, the D's forward line looks really, really good. Going through it, you've got Bruce, Neitz, Pickett, Robertson, Dunn, who's a really good young player. Yes, really good youngster. quality. Yeah, and, and Uze. I mean, there's some real quality there. Everyone's you... talking about our forward line, which is sensational, but... That, they can't be underestimated. You've got to throw Aaron Davey in there as well. I think what is going to be a real loss for us this week is um, the absence of uh, Nicky Maxwell oh. because he allowed us flexibility. You mentioned those big guys, Dunn, Neitz and Robertson. It doesn't let us free up someone like James Clement. Maxwell could have played on Dunn. He could have played on Robertson at a pinch. Now we're going to have to use Wakes, Presty. And um, and Clem. Well, remember on only, those three guys. Only two weeks ago, Nick Maxwell played on Chris Grant, so it's not like he wouldn't be. Uh, it's not like he wouldn't be able to play on a, a taller player. Who would pick up someone like a Robertson? Do you think? I think Clement Clement would have to. My, I, I, I would I would envisage that Presti will grab Neitz, Wakes will take Dunn, and uh, I think Jimmy would have to take Robbo. But they could throw one out of left field. I mean. Heath, should, Heath could take Robbo, who knows? It's possible. I think they've also got Uze and Davey, and mm. um, I think people like Heath, people like Tarks are going to have to be used in those positions. I'd love to see a matchup, Heath Shaw on Aaron Davey. Oh, Not only because of the pace aspect, but if you noticed when Heath moved further up the field against Brisbane, he just got better and better. I see him as a long-term natural midfielder. Davey's been running through the middle a lot more this year than he has in past seasons, and I think if Heath is allowed to run with him, he'll beat him one-on-one more often than not. I'd love to see an exciting matchup like that. And I think Tarkin will also get a job either on Uze or, or Davey. Sugarfoot, some of the inclusions in the team are obviously Chris Tarrant back from his uh, one-week suspension, and I think week being spelt W-E-A-K. On behalf of the tribunal and the panel. Indeed. Uh, nice rest. Nice Chris rest. Egan and uh, uh, Julian Rowe, who was best on ground apparently last He's week at Williamstown. He's been playing great footy down at Willie. But uh, it's great to see also Adam Yakabuchi, the booch, Yaka, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, we've got an extended bench. We have. We've got an extended bench. Let's hope some of those guys, young guys get a run. Travis is named on the bench as well. Daisy comes straight back in after his, uh, after his week off, just a week's rest. Be great to have him and Tazza. Should see some big marks. Tazza's renowned for taking big marks on uh, Queen's birthday. Maybe Daisy can come to the party yeah. this week. We should mention, though, the four outs, guys, because they are going to be significant for us. Big Apart one from Nicky Maxwell, who we've spoken about, we've got Dane Swan out. He's going to be a huge loss. Blake Carousella, and unfortunately missing this week also will be Brody Holland, who Ooh, hot off the press. has a um, slight um, twinge, I think, in his Achilles. Nothing serious, but taking a break this week and obviously the split round the following week will freshen him up for the second half of the year. Uh-huh. So um, we've got four really big outs there, 
a fair amount of experience, and two prime movers in our midfield, Swanee and Brody Holland. So it's going to be up to guys like Pendlebury and Thomas to step up and move from secondary midfielders to primary midfielders it's, on the it's, weekend. It's going to be some great young players going up against each other. I really reckon uh, Bartram's playing some good footy as a tagger. Um, maybe he'll, he'll get dids. Chris Johnson played great footy for the Ds last week. A little bit uh, fragile, Chris Johnson. He mm. is. One guy I'm really impressed with, I think he'd look great in the black and white stripes, is Brock McLean. Oh, sensational young footballer. Really, really good footballer. They, they picked the beauty there. Um, but let's not get too carried away. Sorry. And Matthew Bate, uh, he's also no. a wonderful young well, footballer. We, 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 can, we can put Egan against Bate because they were taken, I think, uh, pretty much next to each other in the draft, they were, were they not? Uh, the guy, guys, um, another aspect is going to be the ruck. Josh Fraser and Guy Richards had wonderful games, Guys, um, especially Guy. I mean, Guy blitzed on the weekend. He did great in the centres, knocking the ball to our advantage. His tap work is just so clean. He's a fantastic tap ruckman, isn't he? He is. He's, he's hard too. He and really I, I loved the way he was jumping into Charman in the end. Mm. It wasn't that he was bracing his body for the big hit. He thought, no, I'm going to run into you. He out Charman to Charman. He did. And um, I hope he continues because they've got a very strong ruck division with Jeff White and uh, Mark Jamer, two very different types, White being mobile and, and Jamer being sort of crash and bash big guy. Um, it's going to be extraordinarily tight match, isn't it? I think the other thing is that I've been a big believer in, in, in the strength of our structure in that we've got tall men, we've got a good midfield to support. I think Melbourne have got a similar structure, but I think if if anything... Uh, the game against Brisbane showed us that we have an amazing will to win, and we are a team that he- is here purely to win. And I think, boys, that that is really what's going to get us over the line. Sugarfoot? Look, I, I agree. I think we're, we're, we're midfield and the D's forward line, our back line, match up quite well. Where I think we're going to win it, our forward line, I think, is a bit bit too good for the Melbourne back line. Uh, they've got some youngsters there, some undersized players, um, some duds like Holland. I, I just think that that's, we've got to make sure that we win it. And Josh, it's crucial with Josh and Stretch, as you said, driver. We've got to get first use out of the centre, get it down to our guys and get the... I think, again, you look at the teaming up of Rocker and Tarrant. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, Tarrant hasn't played the last two years against Melbourne due to that's right. weak suspensions. Uh, he gets to play against Melbourne and hopefully pick up where he left off a couple of years ago. Rocker and Tarrant... With Buckley showing how good he was last week again, I agree, will be just too much. Dids is due for a bag. He made all the goals last week. It's time he kicked them this week. And I think uh, Leon Davis, uh, by virtue of the fact that we had a lack of running power in the middle uh, due to injuries last week, played more of a sort of a midfielder's role rather than a forward midfielder. I'd love to see him kick a couple of goals and and uh, and just, just tear that slow Melbourne uh, defence apart. Now, Driver, your tips. Well, my tip, of course, is, as always, Collingwood. Um, it's going to be a ripper of a game. I, I am expecting it to be a bit of a shootout, especially if the weather is good. But I'd say, again, it's going to be a test of our depth. Last week, we played 19 against 25, as Sugar rightly pointed out. This week, playing 22 on 22, I think we could end up winning by about 30 to 35 points, everything going well. Tono? Well, let's hope we don't have any injuries, first and foremost. Uh, driver, I, uh, I agree. I think uh, if the weather's good... We might see a bit of a shootout, uh, but I think that it'll be something. It'll be something that we we come out definitely well ahead of. I can't see uh, I can't see Melbourne matching up on our defence. 
Uh, oh, sorry, on our I can't see Melbourne's attack uh, matching up on our forward line. Oh. We understand what you mean, Connor. I'll get Points. there one day. I'm yeah. just getting Points. excited it because it's a big clash. It's I want to see 95,000 people in the MCG. And what margin do and you I see? I want to see a 45-point win by the Sugar Football Club. Look, I'm going to be a bit more circumspect, guys. I reckon two goals, and I think we'll master Melbourne and master Bait. At the end of the day... <laughs> At the end of the day, a victory is a victory no matter how you have it. <laughs> Clinton Bowne, uh, our producer, has thought that was a fantastic... Uh, and Clinton, what, what do you think the, the margin is going to be? Well, between Amber and myself, we're uh, doing a joint uh, vote this week, a joint tip, and we're 11 points each, so 22-point margin. 22 points. Well, the, guys, uh, in closing, two very quick things. This is going to be Cono's last show for a little while. Cono's off overseas, is that right? I'm, I'm going to go and see uh, a couple of games. Uh, You're going to go to another sport. The World Cup. We'll, um, we'll worry about that for next week. We Good will. luck over there. And thanks, also, thanks, Driver. Um, I'll, be, uh, I'll be submitting some reports. I'll be trying to get some footage for CTV in Munich and in Stuttgart. Following the fantastic. The and and um, it's a wonderful cause supporting the Socceroos as well, so good luck to them over there. I'll and have su- fun. I'll I'm be sure supporting you will. the Pies first and foremost. We've also got um, some emails this week in our mailbag at Your Say. We've got one in particular that I'd like to mention very quickly. LaSalle Gebby, or Jebby, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, has sent us an email from New Zealand, our first email from New Zealand. Fantastic. And LaSalle tells us that um, he or she is coming over here this weekend for the Queen's Birthday Clash and hasn't seen the Magpies for a few years. So um, thanks for your support That's over great, there. That's great, isn't it? And um, thank you to all the Magpie fans out there. Especially the all black and white ones. That's Indeed. right. Ah. Bang, bang. <laughs> Remember, guys, to vote for Dids. A vote for Dids or is Kevin a vote Brown. for justice. <laughs> or Rowdy. Um, and we'll have those results next week. But uh, thank you for joining us again, Pies fans. We'll see you at the MCG Monday afternoon. And this week, like we say every week... Go Pies! Go Pies!